0: from the cyber hub bunker and studio you're tuning in to the cyber hub podcast and now for your host and CISO, james azar good morning security gang and welcome to another episode of the cyber hub podcast thursday march 30th 2023 packed show this morning it's patch thursday i know there's a thing called patch tuesday But there's also and now I've invented a thing called Patch Thursday with the amount of information that has dropped over the last about 18 hours has got everyone scrambling this morning. So thank you for taking time out of your busy, busy morning, I'm sure, to be here with us. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch live Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern right here. Thank you to everyone tuning in. Um, Again, I'll be in Israel with a live podcast on April 6th if you are in israel and you'd like to attend uh, attendance is is free all you got to do is donate to a cause the equivalent of, of six dollars 18 shekels uh to our holocaust survivor uh one of the holocaust survivor uh, charities in israel just show that at the entrance you get free entrance if you're interested in sponsoring being part of the live podcast being on the panel being part of some of the sister discussions we're going to be having we do have some slots available you can contact us at cyberhubpodcast.com or reach out to me on linkedin for more information very exciting times. This morning, let's go ahead and grab my double espresso. You can tell I'm in a kind of different mug glass this morning, right? This is a what they call a, a, a longo glass by Nespresso. Uh, espresso is pretty good. Coffee cup, cheers, y'all. So longo is not a double espresso; it's just a longer espresso. Espresso is typically like two and a half ounces. Longo's four. A doubles five. That makes sense. Espresso class this morning. Part of cybersecurity. Let's get into patch Thursday with a misconfiguration in Azure Active Directory that's exposing applications to unauthorized access that could lead to a Bing.com takeover, according to cybersecurity firm Wiz. Microsoft's Active uh, uh, Azure Active Directory is essentially their cloud version of Active Directory, and it's an IAM service used for as, as an authentication mechanism across the entire Azure ecosystem and beyond. Um, for multi-tenant applications developers are responsible for checking users original tenant and enforcing access policies to prevent unauthorized logins but was discovered that more than 25 percent of the multi-tenant apps accessible from the internet lack proper validation the issue exists because it's not evidence to developers that they are responsible for validating user identity leading to configuration and validation mistakes according to the discovery one of these apps was being trivia microsoft application that provided access to a cms linked to bing.com which allowed researchers to control results on Microsoft's search engine called bing bang apparently that's the name they've given it creative a malicious actor landing on the bing trivia app page could therefore have tampered with any search term and launched misinformation campaigns as well as fished and impersonated other websites digging deeper the researchers discovered that bing and office 365 were connected and that they could do, they could add a cross-site scripting payload to Bing.com, which allowed them to compromise Office, the Office 365 token, for any user. Other internal Microsoft applications also impacted: our magnus centralized notification service API, contact center, PolyCheck, Power Automate, blog, and the file management system Cosmos. Administrators are advised to check their application configuration, ensure multi-tenant access is properly configured, or switch to a single-tenant authentication. If multi-tenancy is not required, Microsoft addressed the initial Bing issue on January 31st, uh, the same day it was reported. And um, so they've got that taken care of there, folks. Uh, Patch now apparently is a big one for IBM's file transfer bug. Now this feels a lot like the Fortra go anywhere bug, a vulnerability with a 9.8 CVSS rating in IBM's widely deployed Aspera Fastpex offering is being actively exploited to compromise enterprises the critical bug is in the file transfer stack that allows arbitrary code execution is catching the eyes of a whole bunch of number of cyber criminals i just want to point something out i read a lot of these articles every day to get ready for the show every day and nate nelson i salute you for using the term cyber criminals and not hackers that many other folks use uh, in writing in cyber security so nate two thumbs up from me buddy uh, months after IBM released the patch for the critical vulnerability, it's still being exploited in the wild, according to Rapid7. They're noting that one of their customers was very recently compromised by the bug. It's a CVE-2022-47986. Immediate action is needed. They're recommending to patch and not wait for the patch cycle to happen. Uh, IBM's Aspera FastSpecs is a cloud-based file exchange application that utilizes the fast, adaptive, and secure protocol to allow organizations to transfer files at higher speeds and what would be achieved through ordinary TCP-based connections. The spare service is used by large organizations like Red Hat and the University of California, and is lauded uh, that it has literally won an Emmy. The vulnerability exists in the FastPax version 4.4.2 patch level 1 and carries a 9.8 out of 10 CVSS rating. Everyone is urged to patch to patch level 2, 4.4.2 patch level 3, and there's uh, patch level 2. There's also patch level Three, so why can't everyone patch there's a whole analysis in here that Nate gets into we won't get into that patch it if you've got it push this through it's really important because there are active in the wild exploitations QNAP out of Taiwan is warning customers to patch their Linux pseudo with a flaw in the NAS devices so QNAPS warning customers that CVE-2023-22809 was discovered by the Synactive security researchers and described it as a worse policy bypass in pseudo version 1.9 or .12p1 when using pseudo edit. The successful exploitation on an unpatched device using versions 1.8.0 through 1.9 or .12p1 Sorry could enable attackers to escalate privileges by editing unauthorized files after appending arbitrary entries to the list of files to process. The vulnerability also affects the QTS, QUTS Hero, QTS Cloud, QVP, NOS Operating Systems, and QNAP, as QNAP revealed in the Security Advisory, and they're urging everyone to patch these as soon as they possibly can, and there's some workarounds as well in their write-up. AlienFox malware is going after API keys and secrets from every single major cloud provider, and this one is significant. This is a comprehensive tool set. It's called Alien Fox. It's being distributed on Telegram. It's designed to harvest credentials from API keys and secrets from popular cloud service providers. They're looking at AWS, Azure, Oracle, Google, uh, Twilio, you name it. So the spread of AlienFox represents an underreported an unreported trend towards attacking more minimal cloud services, unsuitable for crypto mining, in order to expand enable and expand subsequent campaigns. According to Sentinel One, the uh, company characterized the malware as highly modular and constantly evolving to accommodate new features and performance improvements. Their primary uses to enumerate misconfigured hosts via scanning platforms like Leakix and Security Trails, and subsequently leverage various scripts. In the toolkit to extract credentials from configuration files exposed on the servers, specifically it entails searching for susceptible servers associated with popular web frameworks, including Laravel, Drupal, Joomla, Magento, OpenCart, uh, PrestaShop, and WordPress. Recent versions of the Tool Incorporated. Uh, incorporate the ability to establish persistence on AWS and escalate privileges, as well as automate spam campaigns through the compromised accounts. They're also doing this through Google Workspace, Office 365, Exotel, Neximo One Signal, Plevio, TalkBox, Twilio One and One, BlueMail, Mandrill, Mailgun, SendGrid, SendInBlue, uh, Spark Postmail, Zimbra, and Zoho are all part of this as well. Two such scripts are uh, Androx Ghost and Greenbot, which were previously documented by Lacework. Uh, while one is designed to parse a configuration file for specific variables and pull out their values for follow-on abuse greenbot contains aws persistent script that creates a new administrator account and deletes hijacked legitimate accounts uh, maintenance further incorporates licensing checks suggesting that the script is being offered as a commercial tool and the ability to perform reconnaissance on the web server sentinel one has said it identified three variants of the malware from version two to four Dating back to February of last year, a notable functionality of version four is the ability to check if an email address is already linked to an amazon.com retail account. And if not create a new account using that address as well Uh, to mitigate alien Fox organizations are recommended to adhere to configuration management, best practices, and follow the principles of least privileges. You also want to make sure you're properly configuring your APIs. Why API security was a big deal for me uh, in a recent video I did y'all can catch the top five cybersecurity startups Uh, no i wasn't paid to do this i wasn't trying to make a top five list i just wanted to share something that i kept getting asked for hackers compromise 3cx a desktop app in a supply chain attack for those who don't know 3cx is a voice over ip desktop client and it's being used to target companies customers in an ongoing supply chain attack 3CX, that's a voice over IP, IPPX software development company whose 3CX phone system is used by more than 600,000 companies worldwide and has over 12 million daily users. The company's list include a high a, a slew of high-profile companies like Amex, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, BMW, Honda, Air France, NHS, Toyota, Mercedes-Benz, IKEA, and the Holiday and with one L, y'all, according to the alerts from security researchers from Sophos and CrowdStrike, the attackers are targeting both Windows and Mac OS users of the compromised software app. The malicious activities include beaconing to actor-controlled infrastructure, deployment of second-stage payloads, and in small number of cases, hands-on keyboard activity. According to CrowdStrike, the most common post-exploitation activity observed to date is the spawning of an interactive command shell, uh, while Crowdtri- CrowdStrike suspects a North Korean state-backed hacking group. Uh, it's tracks as Liberth Colima is behind the attack. So if I say they can't verify the attribution with high confidence. So we'll see that there, but another s- software supply chain attack targeting our infrastructure. If you are using this, there's significant stuff you can do um, to mitigate this attack within your environment. So you can check out everything in the show notes for all of the remediations there. Now, this does have significant, by the way, this does have significant risk for your org. Um, if, if you're not patching these phone systems, if you're allowing them to be used, you're, eventually you're going to absorb the loss and the fraud that, that, that comes as a result of that. That's how it typically always happens, and that's what threat actors uh, count on. Exchange Online is starting to block emails from vulnerable on-prem servers. Microsoft is introducing a new Exchange Online security feature that will automatically start throttling it and eventually block... All emails sent from a persistently vulnerable Exchange server 90 days after the admin of said server are pinged to secure them. Redmond explains that these are Exchange servers in a non-premise or hybrid environment that run end-of-life software and haven't been patched against known security bugs. And any Exchange server that has reached end-of-life like Exchange 2007, 2010, and soon 2013 and remain unpatched for known vulnerabilities, the uh, admin will get a ping letting him know patch it or else. And they'll continually get pings over a 90-day period, and eventually everything will be uh, – they'll, they'll be blocks, obviously, first time. They're not going to throttle anything. Next time, they are going to throttle it um, and not block anything. And by, by time number five, they're not throttling and blocking. By six, they're throttling and blocking even longer. And by eight, they're throttling for sure, but they're blocking everything. And, and by nine, there's a 100% block on everything you're doing. A very interesting tactic here uh, does the vendor have a right to do this is this doable and viable in a real environment meaning could potentially small businesses that don't have anyone in it that don't know uh, no one has access to the admin account because some person set it up 10 years ago and left and no one knows anything about it could that be the case absolutely could they become victims of, the, of this type of policy sure thing um it's likely that they're, they're going to be the number one culprit of, of unpatched servers. Is typically small businesses or very large, complex uh, businesses as well. That's it for our show this morning. For everyone tuning in on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, thank you for being here. We'll be back on Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern live with all of the latest. Go check out the latest episode of CISO Talk this week with my good buddy, Dan uh, Pekka, the CISO over at FNTS. We talked about mental health uh, and how um, security leaders need to build a mental health resiliency in their employees and not just within their organization and so much more a great great conversation one you definitely want to tune into that's it for us here have a great weekend have a great rest of your day and most importantly y'all stay cyber safe